Well, Jason Brown from Marketplace Chaplains in Texas, I am so, so excited to have you on the Convene podcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're very welcome, Greg. It's uh, my pleasure and joy. I was, uh, you know, we've known each other for a long time, but I was rereading your bio so I could tell the world about you. And uh, you're you're a pretty impressive guy for sure. But I, I think it's very clear uh, you're the CEO and president, the new CEO and president of Marketplace Chaplains. You have 20 years of sales and marketing experience, Procter & Gamble, Wrangler. But my favorite part, of course, of your CV is you were the world champion saddle bronc rider in 1991. What is that about? Uh, that's about my former life, as my wife says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Traveling all over the country for four years. Um and pursuing a dream. And uh, with God's help and protection, a lot of broken bones, but uh, I'm still here. Um, it was a, a great achievement. But like I share with a lot of young athletes and people pursuing things, do you know what you are the day after you become a world champion? I give up. A former world champion. And the <laughs> world is full of them. And they're already talking about who's going to win it next year. So <laughs> just remember that in pursuit of worldly things and titles. There you go. You're probably the only convened podcast guest who's actually ridden a, 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 a horse, a bull or whatever, instead of the bar room version. So that's a, that's a big, big plus. <laughs> yeah. You graduated from Texas Tech with a degree in marketing in the Rawls School of Business. You've owned a successful real estate business. You and your wife, Cindy, have two twin boys, which must be really fun. So yeah. uh, we are grateful and we're going to dive right in. Because you serve a lot of clients, we're going to talk about that, but I think maybe most of the Christian world, even maybe the non-Christian world, companies don't understand that they could have a chaplain. So tell us about Marketplace Chaplains, uh, the, the quick story of the history, but where we are today, because you're much larger than I imagine people could think. Yeah, it's been a, a great ride. Actually, next year, we're starting our 40th year of serving employees in corporate America and now all across Canada and Puerto Rico and Mexico. And we've planted other uh, workplace chaplaincies in other parts of the world. And it's my 20th year with Marketplace, 19 years as CMO and now uh, President and CEO. And we've seen phenomenal growth, Greg. Um, God's providence and protection, but um, the world today is really crazy. Um, we don't have to expound on all the data and facts, uh, but we've actually grown more with public companies in the last three years than with Christian-owned companies who uh, adopting chaplaincy might seem easier than others, but uh, with this mental health crisis and other things going on, um, it's there's just a real need out there. So this week, we have about, oh, 2,200 chaplains. They'll make 5,000 worksite visits across North America, uh, caring for a little over 1.5 million employees and their family members. And yeah, those are cool stats, but let me tell you the, the, the best stat of all, especially for our convene audience and other uh, Christian business leaders, is every five workdays, uh, every workday, five people are coming to Christ. And every workday, 15 people are being connected or reconnected to a local New Testament fellowship because of the work and relationship 
um, with their chaplains. And so we use male, female, ethnically diverse chaplains. We had to find a Panaji speaking chaplain in Livingston, California last week. So those are great stats that we really uh, celebrate and, and give the glory to the Lord about. That's wonderful. And I know you serve many, many convened businesses, but we'd love to serve more. So uh, we're going to put some information later in the lower thirds where people can uh, call up marketplace chaplains or go to the website and become become a client. But I I I want to do some uh, some myth busting because okay. I'm pretty sure that some people are listening and they're like, uh, I don't know. Um, isn't having a chaplain kind of expensive? Well, um, the, the the overall answer I would give to that is it's more expensive not to have a chaplain care team and take care of your people uh, for a lot of business ROI reasons. Attracting the right people, keeping them, workplace violence, stress, absenteeism, presenteeism, walking off the job, suicides. We prevented about 400 suicides in the last year and a half. So it's it's really a non-negotiable, but uh, Jeff Abbott, a great convened chair leader that we've known a long time, um, actually did a worksheet. And on average of all convened size businesses, to have this level of care for your employees, it's less than one half of 1% of your overall budget. So if that's too much to invest in the spiritual care of your people, I, I don't know how to make it any cheaper, right? <laughs> Yeah, if that if that's too much to invest, then yeah. you're missing a few screws, is what I would say. So, um, talk about what actually happens when you employ marketplace chaplains. Uh, what, what does it look like? Sure, um, we are neutral from the company. We're a third party provider, which makes more employees feel more comfortable about talking with their care team. So. Uh, we simply extend, enhance, and broaden the level of care that CEOs and HR and leaders have for their people. But now the company's grown. They're in multiple locations, multiple languages. They're trying to compliance. They're trying to make payroll, but people have problems and their family have problems. So they say, okay, I, I need some extra help. Uh, come on Marketplace and help me. So what we do is put together a customized team for each one of your locations uh, the chaplains make regularly scheduled brief worksite visits. Chaplain Mike may come Tuesday mornings, Chaplain Sally Thursday afternoons, and Chaplain Hector uh, sees the bilingual people on Friday afternoons. But every Friday afternoon, those guys or gals know, hey, Chaplain Hector's coming by. They can choose to use them. It's voluntary to use. So your employees choose if, when, where, how, and what they want to talk about, um, faith or not, just could be about a rebellious teenager or my boss is terrible or the CEO is awful. <laughs> well, uh, it, it's an open forum, but we try to carry the care um, outside of work. So that could be at a coffee shop or a home. That's why we have female chaplains may need to go meet with a single mom or a teenage daughter. Um, and then we have the app where employees 24 hours a day can reach one of their chaplain care team members by phone, text, uh, email. And then uh, the last year and a half, we've added video chat. So you've got pretty much uh, unfiltered and uh, unlimited access to somebody that says, hey, Greg, my time is your time. I'm here because your company leaders care about you and your family. We can talk about anything you want to, and it's strictly confidential. 
I'm not going to preach at you. I'm not going to judge your conduct or lifestyle. And I'm not going to report this back to the company. So that's a pretty unique thing to have a real life person, not a robot, not a avatar, not an 800 number and not some new fancy uh, software program, but have a real life human being that says, hey, my pre- I'm here because your company leadership cares about you. So it's as simple as that. It's a turnkey service. It's not another program you have to manage. We have 60 full-time field leaders through um, the country that take care of it. So it's kind of, I think there was some really smart guy from Biola that I met a long time ago when it was, you know, your former name. And he said, well, just having chaplains, it's the biggest no-brainer in business. Do you remember who might have said that? Oh, gosh, who could that be? Who could that be? (laughs) It's the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. Um, So somebody out there might be saying, wait, I feel like it's my job as the leader to care for my employees. So I want to be out there. I want to do management by walking around. I want to put my uh, arm around everybody's uh, shoulder and pray with them and walk with them and cry with them and celebrate with them. That's what I do. I'm the CEO. What would you say to those people? I would say absolutely. And you ought to be doing that. You ought to be doing more of it. But in 40 years, we know that what you're going to run across and what people will open up to you about is about 25% of what's below the surface. Um, So I would say, yes, you've got to do that, but we can go where you can't go. When you pull up every morning in the parking spot, you have some activities and roles and things you've got to get done. But when the chaplains pull up, they have one thing on their mind, and that's praying for that divine appointment to reach that employee who needs a touch from the Lord today. So as a CEO, do you know the signs of suicide? Can you speak the different languages? Can you uh, go visit someone's grandmother in St. Louis this afternoon? Uh, Have you done funerals? Do you know the grief process? Um, Do you know about PTSD? Do you know about moral injury? Uh, Are you able to address all the various issues that um, people have on their minds today. And then as a business owner, have you been able to lead someone to Christ or or walk with them through an addiction or or send them and take them to church? I hope you do, but it's hard to do that as the CEO. So bringing us alongside, you know, a lot of our owners say you're the secret sauce And I can lay my pillow on the head at night knowing I've provided absolutely everything possible uh, for my people and to uphold the uh, biblical standards and values that we want to operate by. Love it. Okay, a little more myth busting. Uh, Do you take hours out of their workday so they don't get their job done? Uh, Absolutely not. One of the first things in our basic training is how to not interrupt the work process because we know some people would want to chit chat with a chaplain for 30 minutes and not do work. Right. So we work in ISO 9000 shops, fast production facilities, truck yards. We work in uh, salt mines or potash mines underground out on tugboats, but we know how to do it where you don't interrupt work. So we find shift times, break times, non-busy times, um, because we, we just can't interrupt work. But, Many times it's not about talking with someone, Greg. Sometimes it's just what we call that ministry of presence. And somebody, maybe the chaplain's been working with someone through an issue and they show up on Tuesday and that person's working or driving a forklift and they just see the chaplain walk by and the chaplain waves and 
does like that, the employee does that, they're golden for the, you know, they're golden for a few days. And boy, when the chaplains miss the next week, they're like, where were you? You didn't come by and check on us. Uh, so no, we don't want to interrupt work. Great. Uh, a couple more and we'll be done myth busting, but uh, do you pray or force people to pray who don't want to pray? Absolutely not. Again, it's voluntary to use and they have to open the doors as to what they want their chaplain to help them with and what they want them to do. Um, and here's here's another thing. This isn't a religious program and it's not church at work. We're not going to come in and start Bible studies. We're not going to pass out tracts. We're not going to have prayer meetings. Um, we're trying to reach everybody and meet them where they're at, regardless of their background. Atheist, Methodist, or Muslim, we're focusing on the, the common problems. Family, health, aging parents, um, supervisor troubles, job-related issues, you know, all kinds of things that are detracting from their work and, and that are causing them angst or concern. Uh, so that's what we focus on. And and we want to be real cognizant of the work environment in an open office cube or the other areas. We don't want the chaplains to be seen as, oh, well, well, I knew Greg as the Christian owner would have this, but I knew it. These chaplains are here just for those Christians. They're not here for me. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm out. So we have to be very careful about our presence and, and what we do that we don't appear judgmental or that we're discriminating against everyone because it's equal access for, for all. So that's a good question. I, I love um, just the ethos of all that, because essentially you're saying by virtue of your presence, you, the CEO and you together are saying to the employee team members, we care about you. Yes. We care about your family. We care about your work. We care about your mental health. We care about you as a person, and we want you to know that. Is that accurate? That you hit the nail on the head. That's a, a tangible thing that can't be translated from a core value poster or a mission statement or a speech at the first of the year. It's, it's an investment in people that CEOs can point to and say, this is why uh, we're different. And then there are there are the eternal ROI and the evangelistic aspects that come from that. And that, that's just kind of the icing on the cake. Yeah. Let's talk about what might happen without employee chaplain, employee care type things. Uh, how about absenteeism because of things like mental health? You want to jump into that? Because mental health in the workplace, uh, you and I put together this brochure about mental health in the workplace and you've got a we've got a new one coming out but it, it, it's a big deal and you can either kind of pay me now pay me later you can you can pay a little bit of money to have a chaplain talk to people or you can go uh to sally or joe's workstation and find that they're out sick again because of whatever mental health reasons let's let's talk about that a bit sure uh, it's no different than preventative maintenance on your machines, your fleet, everything else. A little ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Um, and I think everyone probably listening today when they hear mental health or mental illness doesn't go, ooh, oh, whoa. Because in the olden days when we grew up, mental meant somebody in a straight jacket in a white room at some building out in another county, right? Um, even the psychological world is saying people have a 
uh, a mental and emotional, a physical and a spiritual element to them. And they all need this wholeness and this wellness aspect. And and actually, mental health is mentioned in the Bible. You think of 1 Corinthians 2.16, to have the mind of Christ. Romans 12, 2, you know, that we ought to be renewing our mind day by day. So it's not just scientific. It actually is spiritual and biblical. But, you know, it's our thinking process. And we have so many bad outputs. But the world today has made it okay to talk about mental health. I think we know of too many maybe family members or coworkers or celebrities that committed suicide. And you would have thought from their outward appearance, life was grand, right? Everything's happy and good. Robin Williams, et cetera. You know, employees don't fake mental illness. They fake being okay. And so when you see somebody walk off the job or come in and, you know, cause workplace violence, uh, when they beat up someone, when they become addicted, spousal abuse, they steal from the company, they file for divorce or whatever it is, or, or write that suicide note. That started six months or a year back down the road, right? That didn't happen overnight. And so the proactive side of having a chaplain care team is at those genesis moments when those issues become overwhelming and you don't know how to cope with them and you don't have the resilience built up, having a chaplain may be the outlet to voice a concern, to receive uh, some help, to receive some guidance and get them back on, get them back on track. You can't prove me wrong. I, I can't prove it, but you can't prove me wrong that we've prevented thousands of workplace violence incidences. And I know for a fact, like I said, over 400 suicide preventions that we've intervened in the last year and a half. So there's real ROI. That's You, you can't doubt it. Absenteeism is 80% of the reason people are absent is personal problems. I can't get my kid enrolled in school. I'm having trouble balancing uh, getting my mother uh, her meals on wheels because she lives alone. You know, there's all kinds of practical issues that we deal with. And we can deal with, you know, six or seven of them. But once it gets this big and you add the job pressures on it, we're all in a pressure cooker. So you just need a pressure relief valve to let someone to talk to, to vent it out, to hold their hand, to pray with them, to help them get through life. Let's go for a little walk in your shoes. Maybe not necessarily your shoes, but your your employees' shoes, the people who are chaplains. For marketplace chaplains, there are 2,000 plus of them. But let's yeah. go for a little walk in their shoes uh, because sometimes uh, we can't prevent everything. And there's a death in the family. There's a suicide in the family. Not necessarily the employee needs something work-related, but something happened in their family. What would a day in the life look like for a chaplain that's responding to something like that? Like a crisis or something like that. So it, the neat thing about it is it's multiple network response. So let's say, and this happened a few weeks ago, an employee was killed on the job by a forklift. Okay, so you've got 10 coworkers that saw them. You've got that plant manager. You've got the local HR leader. So there's a response there. The chaplains need to come. We usually, we may need to go to the hospital. We may have to send a female chaplain to help the the wife who may not 
speak English or whatever, help them go to the hospital, deal with those arrangements. The headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, finds out. So we have chaplains in in Chicago go to that headquarters and help them. And then the son of that employee that died is up in Portland, Oregon. Who's going to go tell him? You want it by a phone call or an email? Or would you rather have a chaplain go in person and see them? So you walk through all that. You probably asked to do the funeral, uh, help the family through all those preparations and perform it. In could be in Spanish as well. Then there's the year, the next three years of grief process for those surviving members. And so, and then maybe a month or two later, there's five of those employees who saw it and they saw that traumatic event and they're like, I'm having nightmares. I don't know how to deal with this, but I'm afraid to tell anybody that I'm not strong enough to deal with it. And But what they don't know is five other people are having the same nightmares and they're scared to come back to work. So how do you deal with that? That's the underlying things that are continuations of crisis events that people don't really realize. So um, and that the the moral injury part is like that safety trainer or one of those co-workers that said, I should have known that that belt on the forklift was faulty or we had things stacked in the wrong place. And if I would have said something or moved it, maybe that accident wouldn't have happened. You know, these things just blossom out. It's they're not little microcosms of an incident. So you, mm-hmm. it takes more than one person, one transactional event. It takes a team effort to really help people get over and heal them uh, through those processes. And whether they go to another company or there's any business ROI or not, it's just the right thing to do. And and what a witness for the kingdom, you know, to, to be able to provide that for your people. So that incident that happened when we helped the family, did a memorial and all that, 17 people from that accident dedicated their lives to Christ mm. through that loss. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, this isn't just a job for you. This is a, a love and a calling and something that uh, your heart beats very fast for, right? Yeah, um, it it never ends, but you got to build up <laughs> the family in, in the downtime. But we have a great team. You know, we we hired our first chief of chaplains and a deputy chief of chaplains over training. They were actually generals and they were the chaplains to the chiefs of staff set at the Pentagon. And they took care of thousands of chaplains across the world. So we got to take care of our own as well. We have sickness and deaths and we get burned out. So this next year, we're really going to focus on taking care of our people first and our our leaders in the field that are, you know, the company owners are wanting reports or they need help with this. And, um, you know, we've got to do that. So that's our focus for next year. But, um, you know, God's been good. Companies are calling us needing this level of help. Last year, we hired, trained, and assigned over 400 chaplains. We need another 280 right now, and half of those need to be bilingual. We have so much in our many employees in our workforce. Um, they may know a little bit of English, but you can really minister to them in their native heart language uh, so much better. So not only the companies, but if any of you know somebody that might be a great chaplain and have workplace experience and that heart of compassion, they can't be preachers. They have to be pastors and have their their real good caregivers uh, send them our way, and we'd love to talk with them. Perfect. It strikes me from what you just said. Certainly, everybody knows the military has chaplains. Yeah. Um, I think 
I don't know, probably the genesis, you know, I'm sure the genesis of that probably has to do with the trauma of war. Hospitals have chaplains. I worked in hospitals for a decade. Yep. There's yep. the chaplain's office because of the trauma of pain and illness and sickness. Sports but, teams. Sports teams have chaplains. Churches, fire, obviously a pastor. Yeah. Fire departments and police have chaplains. Mm -hmm. And our U.S. our U.S. Congress has a great chaplain, Margaret Green Kibbett. So yeah. everybody has chaplains. So. But we somehow we somehow left the workplace by the wayside until X X years ago when marketplace chaplains started. But I don't know why we left the workplace by the wayside. Maybe people think you go to work, everybody's happy, everybody has a great job, get a paycheck, go home, uh, the children dance around your feet and say, I'm so glad you're home and everything's wonderful. It's not true, especially in the last three years. No, and and you know this, um, and, and it's really the genesis of a lot of the faith at work ministries and thing that have, things that have come out of it. Mike Convene is, if you think of our grandfathers, they, they had their work life, Saturday they had family life, Sunday church life, but Monday was different. Remember John Beckett's Loving Monday. And how do you transition and not have this dualistic roles and compartments of your life? You, you can't separate your faith out of your life. Your, your, your beliefs determine your values and your values, your actions. So why not embrace that? And, and I think that's what convene and chaplains and everything is how do we live this integrated, um, you know, and there's not a balance. There's not a place where it just stops and it's all perfect. It's all ebbing and flowing, but it's important to take care uh, of all of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, what final thoughts would you have for somebody who's saying uh, now, well, not final thoughts, but what would somebody do if they say, okay, I'm in, I've listened, I'm ready to do something. Uh, what what should they do? Um Call us 800-775-7657. You can ask for me. You can go to our website, www.mchapusa.com. There's some videos and information on there. And, and we customize the, the plan and, and the approach for every company because every company is different. You have headquarters people. You have office people. You have remote. You have work from home. You have hybrid. You have drivers. But we've got uh, methods and patterns and systems to reach everybody uh, proactively. But I would say um, give us a call and let us just visit with you and visit with your team, your HR, your supervisors, maybe that plant managers that like, yeah, but don't let them come in here. They're going to interrupt work or cause problems or an HR person. Yeah, I get it, Greg, but you know, we have a multicultural diverse workforce and people from all walks of life. I don't know how this is going to work. Let us just visit about it and give you the information. And then you as a leadership team can make an informed decision. Are we ready to invest um, at this level in our people? But the rewards um, will far outweigh um, that investment. Great. Well, we'll put the phone number uh, in the lower thirds of the screen and we'll put mchapusa.com. Uh, don't everybody call Jason Brown. He's the CEO, but they'll find a way to help you to get you started. And for those of you who are listening who might not know about Convene, Convene is a place where you can work on your business and create excellence and purpose and profit and love on people and do it all on a biblical platform. Find out more about Convene, look up convenenow.com. And we are very grateful to Jason Brown, the CEO and president of Marketplace Chaplains for being with us today. 
Thanks for what you're doing across the country. 2,000 chaplains, 5,000 locations, 350,000 uh, employees, 1,400 companies. I think the truth is it is it is the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. <laughs> and people should just run, don't walk to the website. Thanks for being with us. You're welcome, Greg. Blessings to all the listeners today.